Romans chapter 5, verses 15 through 17. These are the words of God. But the free gift is not like the offense. For if by the one man's offense many died, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For the judgment which came from one offense resulted in condemnation. But the free gift which came from many offenses resulted in justification. For if by the one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more through those who receive, sorry, much more those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. So far the reading of God's inspired and inerrant word. So we have three ways in which the last Adam is not like the first Adam. And what the last Adam did is not like what the first Adam did. This is a little bit surprising because verse 14 ended by reminding us that Adam, the first Adam, it was a type of him who was to come. And we heard in the family worship on this um, previously in Romans and in the midweek sermon that one of the reasons why Adam was a public person and God made a covenant with him and with his posterity, that would be us, the ones who came from him and after him, who were in him for this covenant, one of the reasons God made a covenant with him that he would break, uh, that he would not keep, that he would transgress, in which he would sin and deserve death, was so that we, having sinned in him, in his sin, so we ate the forbidden fruit with him, and we, having died with him in the day that he died, that was the day that we spiritually died, which is why we are conceived dead, we when we become an embryo, when we come to exist for the first time, we're already dead. Why? Because we died on the day that Adam ate the fruit. We sinned in him. We died with him. Death spread to us all uh, on that day, for we all sinned then. And that's why we all come into this world sinning now. That the reason God made that covenant with him who would do that, and with us in him who would do that, was so that we could see that when God makes a covenant with us in Jesus Christ, that what Jesus does is counted for us as our doing it in him. And what Jesus gains is gained for us, so that it cannot be lost. It is as sure to be ours as surely as we came into this world, spiritually dead and destined even for physical death, uh, dying uh, continuously, as it were, until we come uh, to die, our soul being separated from our body. So we heard at the end of verse 14 that the first Adam is a type, still is a type of him who was to come. But before we get to the ways that the two are similar in verses 18 and 19, he gives us these three differences that are before us in verse 15 verse 16, and verse 17. So the first difference we find in verse 15. But the free gift is not like the offense. For if by the one man's offense, 
many died, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. That is to say that there is more goodness in Jesus than there is offensiveness in Adam. And there is more goodness in Jesus than there is offensiveness in Adam because Jesus is not only a man, he is also God. Notice the imbalance in the comparison. The one By the one man's offense many died, much more the grace of God. And you think, wait, wait a minute, the grace of God? I thought we were talking about comparing the first Adam with the last Adam, the one man with the other man. How did the grace of God enter? Well, the grace of God entered because the last Adam, who is a true man, is, however, a divine person and added humanity to himself. So yes, it is the gift by the grace of the one man, as he goes on to say in verse 15, but before he tells us that it's the grace of the one man, he identifies whose grace it is. It is the grace of God. Jesus is God and man. So Adam had enough offensiveness in himself for all of us. We sinned in him, we offended in him, and there was enough offense in the one thing that he did in order to condemn all of us. But Jesus has infinitely more goodness in him than Adam had offense in him. Because Jesus is God become man. Do you see that now? Listen again as I read the comparison now that you've heard it explained a little bit. See, see and hear it in the text. But the free gift is not like the offense. For if by the one man's offense many died, much more the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, abounded to many. And so the gift and the grace of Christ's goodness counted for us in our justification and provided to us by the working of his spirit in our sanctification. Much more it abounds because there is infinitely more goodness in Jesus then there was offensiveness in Adam. So that's one way they're not, like, not alike. Verse 16, second way. And the gift is not like that which came through the one who sinned. For the judgment which came from one offense resulted in condemnation. But the free gift which came from many offenses resulted in justification. So now it's not just as in verse 15, there is infinitely more goodness in Jesus than there was offensiveness in Adam. There is infinitely more righteousness, justness before God uh, in Jesus than there is guiltiness and condemnation in Adam. So Jesus, having the righteousness of God himself now being expressed through his humanity, when God, the just judge, makes a verdict upon Adam, he says, as guilty as a man can be. But when God, the just judge, makes his verdict upon Jesus, he says, as righteous as God can be. And so you have 
one offense by Adam, and it was enough to condemn us all. And then you think, how many of us are there? And how many of the offenses have each one of the many of us committed? And if that multitude times that multitude is multiplied by the offensiveness of Adam's one sin, which was so offensive on behalf of all who would come from him, now you have you know, a great multitude times a great multitude times a great multitude. It's like unimaginable number cubed. It's like trying to figure out the national debt. But the national debt is a limited, although rapidly increasing, quantity. And the offensiveness of Adam is a limited quantity. The guilt of Adam is a limited quantity. The condemnation of Adam is a limited quantity. Now, our sin is like the national debt because we keep doing it. And so, so the finite quantity continuously increases, but it's still finite. The justness, the righteousness of Jesus Christ is an infinite quantity. So it doesn't matter. I mean, it matters, but regardless of, that's a better way to say it, regardless of how many offenses we have committed, there is infinitely more justness in Jesus than there was guiltiness in Adam. So infinitely more goodness in Jesus than offensiveness in Adam, verse 15. Infinitely more justness in Jesus than offensiveness, uh, or righteousness in Jesus than offensiveness in Adam. And the last comparison, verse 17, for if by the one man's offense death reigned through the one, much more those who receive abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. So he, so he takes the goodness comparison and he says, much more if they've received abundance of grace, infinitely more goodness in Jesus than there is in Adam. And they have received the gift of righteousness, infinitely more righteousness, rightness, justness before God in Jesus than there is guiltiness or offense. Uh, uh, or condemnation, rather, in, in Adam, what will happen? Those who have Jesus reign in life much more than death reigned over those who were in the first Adam. So the first Adam sinned, and what happened? We already heard it in verses 12 through 14. Everyone that, uh, that can't, comes into the world through him, they come into the world dead in sin. Why? They died on the day. They sinned on the day that Adam ate the fruit and Adam's eating the sin. They died on the day that Adam ate the fruit as God's righteous punishment for Adam breaking the covenant in which God had said, in the day you eat of it, you shall surely die. Death reigned over them. Apart from renewing grace, resurrecting grace by the Holy Spirit, applying to us Jesus Christ, death reigns over us. Not just through the fear of death that keeps us in bondage the way uh, Hebrews 2 talks about the power that the devil has over us, uh, but even in everything we do. Apart from grace, apart from faith, it is impossible to please God. The flesh does not want to keep the law, and it cannot keep the law. It does not love God. Death reigns over all who are outside of Christ. But there is infinitely more life in Jesus 
than there was death from Adam. Do you see that comparison? If by the one man's offense, death reigned through the one, much more those will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. So death reigned through Adam's offense over all of those who are in Adam. But those who receive abundance of grace in Jesus and those who receive the gift of righteousness in Jesus will much more reign in life than death had reigned over them in the first Adam. And so, yes, Adam is a type of him who has to come. But as a type, as a little picture of, as a covenant head, there's a public person who is in covenant with God, and those who are in Adam were in covenant with God, and he commits this sin, and it has these huge effects. He's a type of Christ. But he's a small comparison. He's the the initial part of a how much more argument. And you hear that in the passage, right? Much more, much more. Jesus is infinitely more. And so it's a lopsided comparison because there is infinitely more goodness in Jesus to be counted for us and worked out in us than there was offensiveness in Adam. And there is infinitely more righteousness, justness before God in Jesus than there was guiltiness in Adam. And there is infinitely more life in Jesus for us. That we reign, we rule over death. Yes, death is still uh, at work in us. We have the remaining fleshliness from our former nature, our old dead self, the old man that is still at work in us. And yet life reigns in us through Jesus Christ. And it will win this mortal combat, this fight uh, to the death over our remaining sin, over our original dead nature from Adam. Much more will we reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. So praise God. It's a very lopsided comparison between the first Adam and the last Adam. It's not like there's the two sides of the balance and which one will win. No. The Jesus side is infinitely heavier, infinitely weightier, infinitely more powerful, infinitely more good, infinitely more just, infinitely more alive than all of the sad and miserable counterparts from the first Adam. Praise be to Jesus Christ our Lord and to our God in him. And may he grant to us to live in wonder at who it is who has saved us. And how great then is this salvation with which he has saved us. Let's pray. Our Father, our Father in heaven, how we thank you and praise you for your design, for even the design uh, of how we would fall in the covenant of works through a federal head and the picture that you have made him to us of Jesus our Savior in the covenant of grace, with him, the God-man, as our federal head. And we pray that your Spirit would continue blessing to us the knowledge of these things from your word, that he'd continue conforming us to the image of your Son, 
that we would more and more enjoy assurance of faith and mortification of sin and the fruit of the Spirit and walking in good works to honor you and enjoy you, that we would more and more enjoy all those things that we get from your Son, our Lord Jesus, the last Adam, in whom there is infinitely more and infinitely better than we had lost and suffered in the first Adam. And so for the glory of Christ we pray, in the name of Christ. Amen. Thank you.